0: Hello and welcome to the Ringgold Band podcast series, Sustaining an American Music Tradition. My name is Cindy Miller-Ungst, president of the band, and with me is...
1: Jim Seidel, the musical director of the band. And today's podcast is far different than any of the other 53 that we have done.
0: Yes, it's an an historical program.
1: It's a historical program and it takes us back to the year following John Philip Sousa's death here in Reading. Uh, This was an address... Given at the Y Missing Club, a portion of an address given at the Y Missing Club on March 11th in 1933 by Harvey Hindley. Now, our research tells us that Mr. Hindley was the district attorney in Reading prior to this year. And then he recently retired and he was an attorney at law in the city of Reading. And he was apparently a real buff about the Ringgold Band he might be someone like our Ed Treat today who knows lots yes. of facts about the Ringgold Band. And uh, so he made it his point to do a lot of historical things. So he gave this address at the Why Missing Club uh, on March 11th, 1933, as I said. But he also gave a condensed version. The band apparently played a live concert that was broadcast over the radio local radio station here, which I'm assuming was WEEU at that time. mm mm-hmm. And this address that we're about to give is his story about the Ringgold Band some odd uh, 70 plus, 80 plus years ago when the band was celebrating its 81st anniversary. So if you keep that in mind and keep in mind that the band is now 164 years old, it puts a lot of things in perspective. So, Sydney's going to be the, the introduction. She's going to be the introducer of Mister Heinley, and the way we go.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. When the broadcast of this free concert of the Ringgold Band of Reading was arranged, this station requested the band to have someone give a short history. They have asked Harvey F. Heinley. Attorney and former district attorney to do this because mr. Heinley has been a friend of the band for many years and has made a study of its history We take pleasure in presenting mr. Heinle who will speak for a short time on the subject of the ring band a reading institution Mr. Heinley,
1: thank you my friends The ring band of reading is more than an organization. It is an institution it has age for there are few persons here tonight whose memory goes back to the time when there was not a Ringgold Band in Reading. We know it, our fathers knew it, and our grandfathers knew it. It has prestige, for it has during more than four score years played an important part in the musical, martial, and civic life of this community. It has educated and enrolled in its ranks four generations of musicians and it has upheld the best traditions of band music. It has, through three of our wars, furnished the quick step for our soldiers and aroused patriotic enthusiasm of our people. Its very name is that of a gallant officer who fell mortally wounded leading his troops in the Mexican War. It has enlivened the social functions of our civic organizations, furnished the music for the tripping of the light fantastic, and it has sounded the dirge on the way to the last resting places of many of our citizens. I repeat, it is more than an organization, it is an institution. It has lived, it should continue to live, and it should be endowed. This ban was organized under the name of the Independent American Ban on June 28, 1852. At that time, Millard Fillmore was the President of the United States. Reading had been a city only five years with a population of 13,000 and extended practically from 3rd to 9th Street and from Chestnut to Walnut Streets. It had one railroad and stagecoaches and the Schuylkill and Union Canals carried most of the traffic. There were market houses in Penn Square. The water was supplied by pumps in the streets. The police force consisted of two constables, the fire department of four companies with hand-drawn apparatus. There were not even gas lamps in those days, and the streets were not lighted at night. Under such conditions, 18 men of Reading, mostly mechanics but fond of instrumental music, organized the band, which then on June second, 1853, changed its name to the Ringgold Artillery Brass Band. Now, this band became, by its name, Ringgold, as an interesting story should be told. From that day in 1853, when it adopted its new name, it became affiliated with that famous organization which is the source of undying pride in this community, the Ringgold Light Artillery. This artillery company was formed in November of 1849 under the captain of James McKnight. It was named Ringgold after Major Samuel Ringgold, a gallant and very popular officer in the Mexican War, who was mortally wounded in the Battle of Palo Alto on May 6, 1846. The Ringgold Light Artillery of Reading was the first military company in the United States to volunteer its services to the government at the outbreak of the Civil War. On April 16, 1861, it's entrained for Harrisburg, was the first company of volunteers there, and together with, with others made the memorable march through the mobs at Baltimore, and on the 18th of April was in Washington, D.C. This company, with three other companies, became known as the first defenders, and have been a source of pride from that day to this. The Ringgold Band, then known as the Ringo Light Artillery Brass Band, offered its services to the government and on May 16, 1861, entrained for Washington, where it was attached to various regiments and finally mustered out on June 21, 1862, when all musical organizations were dispensed with by the government. After the Civil War, it was reorganized, in 1870, Joseph Winter became the leader and remained in that position until his death in 1900. He was succeeded by Monroe Walthouse, who was the leader until his death in 1924. Since that time, Robert Mattern and Eugene Widener have been active leaders. Time forbids the recital of the wonderful range of service performed by this band during its illustrious career. Suffice it that it traveled in 20 states, and in all parts of Pennsylvania. It served in national, state, and local events on numberless occasions, that its fame spread throughout the United States, that the newspapers of the country were outspoken in their praise so well it was known that Mayor Noonan of St. Lawrence, I'm sorry, of St. Louis, on occasion said, I doubt whether there has been anything that has spread the fame of Reading other than the Ringgold band it is extremely fortunate that the band has in its present <coughs> in its possession the priceless minute books of the organization beginning with the date that memorable evening of June 28 1852 when it was organized thus there is an authentic thread of history showing 82 years of service which as bands go would make the ring one of the oldest if not the oldest in the united states the candor of history as gleaned from these minutes compels us to any that the path of the organization was not always a rosy one there were times of dissension financial distress but the fact that the band has weathered these storms shows that there was a serving grace among its members that never forgot the early beginnings, the constant endeavors, the sincere love of music, and the loyalty of its members. It should not be forgotten that during this period, its membership "...consisted to considerable degree of non-professional musicians, which reflects all the more credit for they and the successors of those 18 mechanics who formed the organization in 1852, were concerned in the cause of high-grade music rather than the pecuniary return. The people of our community owe loyalty in return for the loyalty of this band. I repeat, it should be endowed as one of our institutions." No history of this band would be complete without reference to one of the recent outstanding events in its life. For the celebration of its 80th anniversary, the band invited as guest conductor of its anniversary concert, the greatest of bandmasters, John Philip Sousa. He graciously accepted the invitation. On the afternoon of March 5th, 1932, he came to Reading and led the band in rehearsal. The last selection of that rehearsal... And thus, the last selection with which John Philip Sousa closed his illustrious career was his own immortal march, the Stars and Stripes Forever. And thus, the Ringgold Band of Reading holds the priceless honor of having been the musical organization over which the March King last waved his magical baton. On the evening of that day, he was the guest of honor of the band and its friends at a banquet. Those who were present shall never forget his kindly manner and his witty little speech he made to us. And then the hour of twelve struck for John Philip Sousa. He died in Reading that night. There is cherished in the hearts of its members as the peculiar, almost uh, intimate treasure, and there is indelibly engraved in the archives of the Ringgold Band the memory of the charming personality and the transcendent genius, the unabounded patriotism of the greatest bandmasters, John Philip Sousa. It would be a burning shame to this community where this organization, with its proud historical record, its prestige as a musical organization, its service to this community, for one reason or another, be permitted to languish and to die. This should not be. It is an institution which should be endowed and perpetuated. For this, I thank you.
0: Fascinating. And so many threads that um, we heard in the speech. I am happy to say... We, we continue.
1: Are, we continue 80 plus years ago, since yes, that speech.
0: since that speech. From um, the articles of incorporation, we still have the original articles of incorporation, we still have those original minute books that, we, that we've that we just looked at, taken out and looked at recently, to um, beginning most of our concerts with a Monroe All House
1: march. Um, and finishing every concert with the stars at Stripes Forever. It chokes me up every time I hear this story. I... I Wish I would have lived at that time to experience that. Yes. It's so fascinating.
0: So we just wanted to give you a little bit more sense of the history that, that we are trying to sustain in our podcast. Please check out The Ringgold Band at www.ringgoldband.com. And this is Cindy miller on.
1: And Jim Seidel. Until we bring you another historical presentation and meet some more of The Ringgold Band's favorites, have a great day.